Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. The days are going to be awesome. He, he went through a lot to save us. He's not going to leave us hanging. Blessings are in him. In fact, Jesus, when he was in Nazareth, remember he, he read uh, Psalm 61 at that synagogue. And it was six, uh, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor at Sweet Hills. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and to o- and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. He takes away our shame. Let us never go back to it. Let us never go back to it. But grow in the Lord. And if you're here, know that and you haven't accepted Jesus, know that He loves you. And there's no sin that He is not willing to forgive. All you have to do is give Him your heart. Say to the Lord, forgive me, I've sinned against you. I acknowledge my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. And believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And he's in heaven praying for you. You believe that. You confess that. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, we, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of, and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. All of it. All of it. But then what does Jesus say? Follow me. Right? Follow me. Go and sin no more. And what's interesting, there's a really cool verse that I found in 1 John chapter 2. I'm going to have you turn there. Because I haven't had you guys turn. You know what I mean? You guys are chilling. Pick up, pick up the Bibles, please. 1 John chapter 2. Towards the back. First John, chapter 2, verse 28. And give me an amen once you're there. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of God. People ask all the time, how do I know I've been saved, Pastor Ryan? Are you doing right things? That's one sign. 
Keep practicing that. Because Jesus does what's right, then we do what's right. And the same is true. It says that he who has been born of God does not sin. John would say in his epistles, does not practice sin. Amen? It doesn't say does not sin because we all sin, but it would mean the, the, the meaning of it is, is the practicing of sin. All right. Then some went and told David, and he told them, he went to meet the guys and said, wait at Jericho until your beards have grown and then return. I just like that, you know, that, that wisdom, just stay there until your beard grows. And now I think we, it's a good reminder for us to love like Christ. Now that we've been forgiven and love covers a multitude of inequities, to, to be those who cover the, the faults of our brothers and sisters. Not, not, not that we don't hold them accountable. Always hold your brother or sister accountable, right guys? Right, right, hold them accountable. If you love them, tell them they're doing bad, for sure. If you, if you, you say you love them and don't warn them, you know, you're not a very good friend, the Bible says. Or a very good Christian. We have to warn. We have to warn. But when it's dealt with, zip it. Keep it quiet. And I, I just love being a papa to my, uh, my two little ones, you know, Tavaya and Olive. They're, 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 you know, five and seven. And, you know, they're, they're getting a little bit older. And at that age, you know, kids tend to you know, recognize embarrassment more, shame more. And I just love coddling them and encouraging them and protecting them and shielding them and keeping things private and safe for them. You know, I just love that about being a, a dad. I thank God for that. I, I learn how to be more like Jesus and just shielding them from this or that, you know. They start crying, you pick them up, take them somewhere where, where others can't see them crying if possible. You know, just kind of, you know, that's a, it's a very loving to, to, to shield people of, of shame and embarrassment. It's a loving thing to do. And so, it's something every child uh, desires and it's something every, I think every human being desires, you know, so... Um, Hmm. Anyways, um, so we told him to stay there, and then um, and then in verse 6, when the people of Ammon saw that they had made themselves repulsive to David, right? Uh-oh, they, David is repulsed. I got to learn a way to use that word more often, <laughs> repulsed. I'm repulsed at this burger. It's dry. <laughs> Something. Amen. Okay, so when the people of Amon saw that they had made themselves repulsive to David, Hanun, uh, and the people of Amon sent a thousand talents of silver to hire for themselves chariots and horsemen from Mesopotamia, which is towards uh, Assyria, from uh, Syrian, uh, Maaka, and from Zobah. So they hired for themselves 32,000 chariots with the king of Maaka and his people who came and encamped before uh, Medaba. Also the people of Ammon gathered together from their cities and came to battle. 
Now when David uh, heard of it, he sent Joab and all the army of the mighty men. And so that's pretty cool. We see that uh, Ammon is panicking. They know David's upset. And David's not going to let that go. He should not let that go. So he's good. He's, and, and so they preemptively start hiring mercenaries to fight their battle. David hears about it. And he calls uh, his general Joab. And I love it. that he, The army of mighty men. And there's that wonderful term, mighty men. What makes one mighty before the Lord? How can I be a mighty man of God? How can we be a mighty, mighty men and mighty women of the Lord? How, you youngsters back there, how, how can you be a, a young, mighty man or woman of God? Well, there's a lot of examples in the Bible. Uh, one that came to mind as I was studying was Back in Judges, uh, chapter 6, when uh, the Israelites were in danger because they had turned from the Lord and, and uh, they were in fear for their lives, literally living in caves from the Midianites. And you know the story of Gideon, how an angel of the Lord appeared to him in Judges 6.12 and he said, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. And, and Gideon was just threshing uh, the wheel on the threshing floor there, hiding out in a cave so the Midianites wouldn't come take their food. They were in trouble. He did not feel like a mighty man of God. And so he uh, responded by saying, Oh my Lord, uh, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. To be a mighty man or woman, in response to those verses, I, I, I truly believe is to be a man or woman of faith. Believing the word of the Lord. We are a people of faith. We do not live or walk by sight anymore. We live and walk by faith. God said it, we believe it. And if that's you and I tonight, then the Lord looks upon us as being mighty men and women of the Lord. Because we believe Him. And in the Word, it teaches us that He elevates His Word even above His name. And as we study it, because He elevates it even above His name, there's a supernatural thing that happens when we study it, when we meditate on it, chew on the cud, as they say, like a cow chews the cud, the grass. We chew on His Word, and it changes us. There's power. And that makes a mighty man or woman of God, I believe. But also... Not just one who believes in his word, but responds to it. I'm going to use your life, Gideon, one, you know, and to, to help Israel and to take out the Midianites. You're, you're, you know, you're, as one man, God's just going to use you mightily. And so it's, it's, it's believing, yes, his word, but then doing it and saying, Lord, here I am. You have called me. Use me. What shall you have me to do? We're still alive. That means we're not out of the game. We're not out of the war. We're not out of the battle. We're in it. We shall rest when we get home. But I doubt it because there's no moon and no sun. 
and you'll have a new body that's not tired. Oh, mighty man. Any of us can do that by his help. And if you need faith tonight, just tell the Lord, I believe you, Lord. Help my faith. Strengthen my faith. And study his word and pray and watch it grow. Watch it grow. And then say, Lord, help me take that first step of faith that I haven't taken in a long time. You want me in the game still. I'm not done. Get, get me stirred up. Get me to just do what I need to do. And so when Joab saw, or then the people of Ammon came out and put themselves in battle array, verse 9, before the gates, the gate of the city, and the kings who had come were by themselves in the field. And when Joab saw that the battle line was against him before and behind, he chose some of Israel's best and put them in battle array against the Syrians, right? So when he noticed that the enemy was positioned before him and behind him, he, he grabbed Israel's best. I mean, that's what the Bible tells us. He grabbed Israel's best. Wait a minute. I thought we were all God's best. God loves us all. But we all have a, a choice and an opportunity to, to, to be one that really goes after it for the things of the Lord or to put it kind of in first and second gear and just chill there forever. We all have a choice. And as the time is near for the Lord's coming for His church. As things are crazier than ever, I think it's a good idea to say, Lord, I want to go full force for you now. I, I spent enough of my life living for what I, how I wanted to live, what I wanted to do. I want to, you know, and especially in the B.C. days, we ran with the devil. Shouldn't we be running for the Lord, running the race that's set before us? I want to be one of God's best, not as an ego thing, but as a worship item to the Lord. I want to give you the best of my sacrifices, Lord, the best of my energies, the best of my, uh, that I can offer you, Lord. Please, please help me to be one of those bests. And it's an, God, you know, it's, it's not a, it's a, God's always an equal opportunity God. It's just what you want to do. And I think that the best fruit is out on the limb. All day it is. You know what I mean? I love sweet grapes. Green ones. From sprouts. Organic. They're phenomenal. They're the best grapes I've ever had in my life. They pop. They're crisp. And they don't get old bad. That's all to say that the, you got to go for that sweet fruit. Get after it. We never know if we can walk on water unless we try. We got to try. So he got the best. And, he, and isn't that the case when times get tough, times get scary? You want those prayer warriors to step up and pray for you. The, the ones that are in the, the battle. You know? 
You want to be used by God? Get involved where you're at. What you can just anything. Someone will say, "Pray for me, please, brother." I, you know, this hurts, that hurts, or the other. You you start engaging your brothers and sisters within the church, and next thing you know, you're praying with people, you're ministering to people. The Bible says, "Cast you know, share your burdens with one another. Share your burdens with one another." And if you've sinned, confess your sin to one another that you might be healed. And if you're, if you're sick, then call for the elders of the church to pray for you. So there's just, there's a lot of ministry to be had where we're at. And the rest of the people he put under the command of Abishai, Abishai his brother, and they set themselves in battle array against the people of Ammon. So the Syrians came to help. That's where Joab put his best forces against the Syrians. Ammon came. His brother took care of them. And then he said, check this out in verse 12. If the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the people of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will help you. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that beautiful? You know, let's help each other. He's telling his brother, as we should tell our brothers and sisters, right? If it gets too tough for me... Please, you know, help, you help me. And if it gets too tough for you, then please, I'll help you. And when the Bible says to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, that means extraordinary burdens because we want to train our brothers and sisters. We all want to grow. I need training myself that the regular burdens that we face, we should learn to give those and walk with those regular burdens. But when something hits us hard, boom, extraordinary, that's when we rally. We do more damage than good. The Christians who want to coddle, oh, you know, they have a problem waking up and getting out of bed. Unless they're like super sick or something and it's just kind of like, you know, normal stuff. They have to seek the Lord. Let encourage, You seek the Lord for that strength. The normal things. Make yourself some food. Put your clothes on. Take care of yourself. Open your Bible. Learn to take care of yourself because a mature Christian can take care of themselves and others. A baby Christian cannot take care of themselves and cannot take care of others. A mature Christian can take care of themselves. So that's so those regular burdens, yes. But when someone's going through something extraordinarily hard, they share with you, then we got to run and be there for them. We got to run. Be there quick. Amen? Because if not, then you'd be everybody's Jesus, and that'll drive you crazy. Because you can't be. And neither can I. Check, check. Check, check. <laughs> All right. No one knows what check, check means, huh? But it's just, that's an Almani thing. Verse 13, what a beautiful thing. Be of good courage. Let us be strong for our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. Tell me that doesn't sound amazingly Christian to the max. <laughs> Let's be strong for our people. Let me, let you, let us all be strong Christians not just for ourselves, but for this body of believers at Sweet Hills. You strong makes me strong. Me strong makes you strong. All of us. 
We have to make for those things that are for our peace, for our rest, for our strength, whether it's eating better, exercising, getting rest. And you guys all know that I've been a mess in the physical area and I've been working on it. We all have to work on it. We all have to pray, eat right, get our rest, do what we have to do to be strong. For who? For one another. For one another. It's always about God and others, not about ourselves. It's always about God and others. God help it to be that that to be the case. That's why we pray, Lord, help us to die to self. Help us to daily take up our cross to deny ourselves and to follow you. Help us like John the Baptist said, you must increase and I must decrease. Such such selfish hearts. I it just sometimes I want to take my heart and out and just beat it. bad yours is good (laughs) God his his righteousness upon us it's a mysterious way it is right he gives us a clean heart good heart new hearts so be of good courage and let us be strong and so Joab and the people who were with him drew near for the battle against the Syrians and they fled before him. They just jammed, guys. They, they saw him coming, and they knew they were no match. And when the people of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fleeing, they also fled before Abishai, his brother, and entered the city. So Joab went to Jerusalem. Now when the Syrians saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they sent messengers and brought the Syrians who were beyond the river, and Shofak, the commander of Hadadezar's army went before them. Okay, so this is the commander of Hadadezar who was uh, the Arabian up north, the Arabs up north, uh, north of Syria. And, um, yep, so then when David, when it was told to David, verse 17, he gathered all Israel, crossed over the Jordan and came upon them and set up in battle array against them. So when David had set up in battle array against the Syrians, they fought with him. Then the Syrians fled before Israel and David killed 7,000 charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers of the Syrians and killed Shophak, the commander of the army. And when the servants of Hedadezer saw that they were defeated by Israel, they made peace with David and became his servants. So the Syrians were not willing to help the people of Ammon anymore. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. May it uh, stick with us. May we grow from it, Lord. And may we just continue to be inspired by it, by your spirit. And while all heads are bowed, if there's anyone here who would like to receive Jesus Christ tonight as their Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so that I can lead you in a prayer. You know in your heart you have sinned against God and are ready to repent and say no more to your old life and give Him your heart. If that's you, we want to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus to forgive you. Is there anyone here who needs to do that? Is there anyone here? 
Maybe you're here and you have committed your life to Jesus, but he hasn't been Lord like he should be. You've been dabbling in sin. You've been living a carnal life. But God has spoken to your heart enough of that. And he desires for you to be a mighty man or woman. Then please, you also raise your hand and I can lead you in a prayer. Is there anyone here? So, Father, again, we thank you for this evening. As the ushers come forward, bless the time of communion as we remember the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday, one at 8.30 a.m., and again at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.